This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the founder of Heroin Training. Today's episode is called Art and Control. And joining me for this discussion, I am so excited as always to welcome my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? Sandra, my art life is fine-tuning. I have finally reached the point um, in this, like, quarantine life (laughs) where I, like, things are actually slowing down, finally. At the beginning of this, um, I had a ton of, like, fine art commissions and stuff to bring to a gallery, and I had, like, YouTube videos to film, and I was actually, you know, if anything, I felt more busy than ever. And now things are finally slowing down in the past uh, maybe like two weeks. Oh yeah, we had interviews that we had started for the podcast. Like there's been so much sort of new things. There have been so many new things to uh, to work on. Now in the past few weeks, things have slowed down. And um, I have been able to actually take advantage of the quiet and the slower pace and the solitude and really start... Which is, which is something that I wanted. I want to utilize this time for self-reflection or for self-care as much as I can because it is, there's a lot of stressful things going on in the outside world and, and this is an opportunity um, to, to go inward and I wanted that. So now that I've gotten through the big rush of work that I had, I, I have been able to sit with myself and I'm fine-tuning. I um, I had a really interesting thing happen in the past few weeks, which is I've talked about, I talked about the show or talked on the show about the fact that I like had signed with like a modeling slash uh, influencer agency at the beginning of the year. And that's why I had started making YouTube videos. And that's why like I had this new website launch with a membership store and all of these things. And I was on a three-month contract and then, you know, with an opportunity to re-sign and I ended up deciding to not go forward. And there are a ton of reasons why I did that. But the main thing is I just realized, like, it wasn't me. And that's enough. Like, the the photography we were putting out wasn't really my taste. Um, and I had always been curious about the influencer world. One of the first episodes of our show we actually had a, a long discussion about influencer culture versus Hollywood because I live in LA and it's sort of like the hub of both of those things, both of those industries. And I dip my toes in. I mean, especially it can be a blurry line being like being an artist or um, being a model. Like the, it can be a blurry line between that and influencer culture. And I, I, you know, I did dip my toes in. I was, I was curious about it. And I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. No matter like the money that came in and the boost in attention and followers, it was not for me. And it felt, it felt so good to just let it go. And I realized how stressed out I've been without even fully processing because I've been working so hard, you know, because I've been in output output mode, I hadn't really been able to sit with that decision until the past few weeks. 
And now that I finally made it, I feel so much lighter. So I am, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity and that I got to, to have an experiment and try it out. And um, it's really, it feels really good. And I've said this before, it feels really good to say no. Like the best, oppor- the best moments in my art life to this point have not been the roles that I've booked or um, the experiences on set that have been so magical, though I am so happy when I think of those things. The best experiences in my art life have always been when I have gotten a role or been handed a contract and actually said, no, this isn't me. And here is yet another opportunity where I really walked away from something that had a lot to offer me because I just didn't want it and it wasn't right for me. So I'm fine-tuning and I'm I'm really glad that I finally have the I had the time and the stillness and the you know the solitude to process all of this and make that decision because it was a tough one. Uh but here I am and and even though it was a sacrifice in some ways, especially financially, um I feel a lot lighter right now. I'm so glad that you do. And Grace, I just want to thank you on behalf of everyone listening i feel for sharing this whole journey with us here on in the story that you just told and for those listening who have been with the show for the past few months have heard your whole approach to this and to every experience and i think that is so valuable to hear about you working through it and figuring things out. I think that that is what we're talking about when we say the art life. It's not about having all of the answers, but it's about figuring things out, trying things out, and learning along the way what feels right. And so I think it's just so valuable to hear an example of that playing out live over the course of these episodes. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for saying that. You know, it's funny. I I had said to you at the beginning of this contract and to my other, you know, close friends, I had called it an experiment. Like I was always aware that it was an experiment. And now at the end of it, having decided I actually want nothing to do with this, um, <laughs> I I was tempted to call it a failed experiment. And I then I stopped myself. Because I was like, the experiment didn't fail. Like, I figured out what I didn't want, and that was the point. It was never about either I am 100% happy and that's the, you know, and I stay with this forever and that's the only way that this is a win. No, it was, okay, I'll try this out. No, not for me. Cool. Learned a lot. Thanks. So I'm really glad to, to, that I used that word from the beginning because now I'm able to look back on it and be like, cool, I got the data. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Sandra, how's your art life? My art life is similar. It's focused. And I am I am realizing with these simplified days, I'm also living like an experiment every day on a much smaller scale where... And I think that's the benefit of it. 
is that I'm already so discerning about my daily life practices. And in this contained time, I am able to extract the details of my daily life from the external variables that used to exist of going out, going to events, having the opportunity to walk across town and be somewhere else for the day. When I'm in my home, I am testing out all of these different layers of my writing practice and my wellness practices that I hadn't thought to scrutinize before. So I'm taking the opportunity of feeling like I'm living in retreat mode of living in a cabin in the woods in the city is what it feels like. I am I'm framing it that way and in making adjustments to this temporary time, I feel like I'm also making permanent adjustments within how I engage with my life that are just I'm just growing in in my knowledge of what I need and I'll be so much more aware going forward when I have more options. I love the idea of turning it into a retreat. And since you since you are an expert in, since you specialize in daily life and daily practices, do you have like any um any advice for listeners on how to make their quarantine feel more like a retreat? I can share what I've been doing. It's paying attention to how you feel when you participate in any part of your day, whether it's making your coffee in the morning or going for a walk. We have this idea of what we should be doing, what will benefit our health, what will give us more energy. We have this like preconceptions of what what that perfect life should look like and everyone is different. So the only way that you can really tell what is working for you is to take a moment and notice whether it's working. So I a lot of my habits are being questioned right now and uh I'm taking that opportunity to say, well, was this thing that I was always doing, did that really support me? And if I go out for a walk and I come back in, I I feel its effect on me of like good or bad or somewhere in between. Like this is this is the result of that for me. This is how that makes me feel. And just doing that, building that habit of paying attention to how something feels in your body, to how something makes you feel in your mind. I think that's the the most valuable key. I love that advice. I love it. I love that you even just began it by saying, well, you're participating in the habits or participating in the, you know, your, your daily um, practices. Because my first thought was, even when I'm doing things, I'm not always truly participating. Sometimes I'm not present for them, you know, whether it's scrolling the, the phone or doing something seemingly productive like write journaling or reading or whatever it is you know I'm not always really present for it I'm just on autopilot and I think even just the suggestion that we should be fully participating in our actions (laughs) in our habits 
like opens up that question. If you're really aware of what you're doing, how is it making you feel? I love that. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Today's episode was titled, uh, based on an offline conversation we had last week, just the topics that were coming up from both of us made me write down art and control. And in the spirit of that, what I have done to prepare for this episode is nothing. (laughs) 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 Which, let me tell you, is hard. I decided to surrender to whatever comes up during what we like to call a wandering episode where I've noticed with a few of the episodes of our show, I come in prepared with this is what I want to say. And then once we get talking, we end up something, we end up somewhere completely unexpected. So I have a feeling that that's where this episode will bring me as well. And I'm just going to surrender to that from the beginning. So Grace, I would love to hear where you're starting from with this topic and how you prepared. So our offline conversation went as follows. I believe it was uh, two weeks ago. I had such an anxious day. And I was like, I mean, I was anxious. I was angry. I felt resentful at like everything I was doing. Um, I just had this urge to like quit everything. It was, you know, like even the things that normally I love to do, whether it was the the art, um, like the the art for the gallery or modeling or acting, podcasting, Patreon, like every single, every friendship I have was in question. It was just a bad day. And, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm self-aware enough to know that that's not rational. So I just felt so on edge and I felt like blowing everything up. And I'm talking to my roommate at the end of the night and we're having a long, you know, a wonderful talk about all of it. And through that discussion, the realization that I came to was that I feel so powerless in the midst of this like coronavirus global pandemic. I feel so powerless, right? I don't feel like, I mean, there are the practical external things I'm not in control of, like, or that I, that I don't have access to that I normally do, like acting. A lot of the film industry, the whole film industry is really shut down. Um, and I miss it. Um, but then there's also just a feeling of wanting to help or wanting to do something to like make this all better. And, and the reality is that there are little things I can do, but there's, there's just, so much right now that I'm not in control of externally and that the problem is not my work or my friends or my art those you know it's all the same thing in a lot of ways it's just that the circumstances of the world right now are making me feel powerless and I wanted so badly to just control something now, I understand that since we had that discussion, I did end up leaving a project, but that was a long time coming and um, and it was very much the right decision. But that is how the discussion between you and me started about art and control. It's a tricky one because I feel like 
to a degree, we need to take control of our own lives, of our own well-being, but it can be addictive. And I know with my personality type, I, I love to learn techniques for setting systems and building habits, and it, it can take over the living part which is why I am curious to talk about this through the lens of through the lens of art because I I think that art brings me more back into that the the living space of life that all the habits are there to support so I think that control isn't all bad obviously no. it's nice to have some control <laughs> but it's it's so interesting to to find that balance so, you know, it's funny because when we had that discussion, when I had the initial discussion with Katra or when you and I checked in about this feeling that I had, it was almost like you have to surrender, right? It was like you're you're having resistance about cir- some circumstances that are totally out of your control. And so, you know, that's the lesson is not change everything. It's it's surrender. But with even more time since then, there have some, there have been opportunities to take my power back a little bit, you know, to leave a project that was not right for me. And, um, one thing that really struck me in the past week, especially with a creative venture that I I have been liking, um, was that what I want to create, what gives me a sense of control is making art that reflects the world that I want to live in. Mm. And a tiny example of that was like, because I launched this YouTube channel, um, I was experimenting with, you know, different like YouTube trends, one of which is ASMR videos. Uh, I have had people tell me for a long time to do ASMR because of my voice. And I I actually kind of went down the rabbit hole and really enjoyed some of some of that world. And I ended up recording a couple ASMR videos uh, in the past few weeks, um, and I really loved it. And I I was so intentional when making it be, when making those videos because I realized like you know I'm making I'm this feels like a way to channel control, um, metabolize this feeling of anxiety. It was making a an artifact. <laughs> it was making a, a, a piece of soothing, affirming work to share with the world. You know, I made one that was like a positive affirmations ASMR video. I made one that was like for mental health. Um, and I did one that was like reading love poetry. And it was it felt so good to take control in that way to create the kind of soothing heart healing art that I needed at night that people need right now so it is like you said it's a balance because in some ways I need to surrender from the cir- for, to the circumstances of the world right now and not push back against the wrong things but I also am learning that like there is an opportunity here to create the thing you need 
or create the world you want to live in. Yeah, the balance, it, it is this dance. And I just caught myself and want to be explicit here that I was just saving up a, an answer to the question that's coming later of what is the art life? And I was like, oh, I could make this comment now or I could save it and have like a really good answer later. And <laughs> that felt very appropriate to this episode to share the the thought process. But the answer that I came up with that really excited me was that the art life is world building. And I love that way of of taking control even sounds too aggressive, but it's like it does. There must be another phrasing for it that we enjoy, but it's taking that leadership role to create be a builder in 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 contributing to our global community and that is that is the role of the artist and that what really that's what really excites me about about artists who are making their way and there are so many ways to do this in huge and tiny steps because Yes, there are going to be the people who are writing their magnum opus right now, or, you know, a, a film, like a screenplay about pandemics, or um, reworking healthcare systems. But there are also tiny things that we can do to control ourselves, to, you know, discipline ourselves, to contribute. I love the word that you said, to contribute to our communities. Um, in an intentional way, even if the thing is no complaining. You know, maybe your little way of of, of asserting some self-discipline and control over your surroundings is just deciding for the next week I'm not going to complain. I think right now, at least in my experience, I'm really looking to others to take cues from how everyone else is doing. because. I am concerned and I am physically disconnected. So the words that people are sharing online right now and the actions that people are sharing, I say online because that's where most of this is, is so important whether you are a, <laughs> a mega influencer or just somebody that is interacting with one other person. I think it makes such a difference right now and we can each take control of or define control by setting that tone. And I want to I want to reiterate what you said and and just and say that that, that feels really important. I also see so many people sharing that meme of like, you know, Shakespeare wrote King Lear in a quarantine. And, you know, so you, sh you, it's like there's two different schools of thought going on. There's people saying, well, you can, if you're not um, taking advantage of this time to create something new or learn a new skill, then you're not disciplined enough. And then there's the, the flip side, which is I've been seeing more of, which is like, we're in a global crisis, this is unprecedented and anxiety-provoking, and getting through the day is enough. 
And I think that those are both extremes, right? Like pushing yourself to create a great piece of art because you think that you have to, or as we joked about in another episode, like learn, you know, do all of Duolingo Spanish or, you know, whatever the project is because you have to. I think that's one direction you can swing. I think the other is completely resigning yourself and, you know, feeling powerless and going, well, the best I can possibly imagine for myself is just getting through each day. Like, I think there is a middle ground here. And, and maybe for you, that's setting a tiny action um, or saying, I'm going to draw every day or I'm going to meditate every day just because it will make me feel more resilient. You know, I think that swinging in either direction isn't the right choice. I think we have to find a way to be empowered and a way to be compassionate towards ourselves and each other at the same time. Well, I just want to comment since you mentioned something that I am doing, which is taking up a meditation practice and the evolution over the past week, really, of how I've approached that was I, I knew it was good for me. I know this has helped me in the past. And I've, I've written an, an essay about this, too. Um, that I can't remember the name of right now, but I'll, it'll come to me. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. And I was taking this very rigid masculine approach, even recently with my meditation of like, well, maybe I need to make a, a checkbox because uh, I, I love checkboxes. And maybe I need to like download my pedometer again and, and seek those green bars that say that I completed my steps goal. And uh, like, maybe I just need to like, kick myself into doing that and you know it's it's slightly effective but what i found more valuable which is what i shared earlier was just i guess integrating that sensation of 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 building that that self knowledge within so that it's like ingrained in me of well when i meditate i feel this way and then I am doing it more naturally. I am reaching for uh I'm reaching for my phone to press play on a meditation when I'm noticing the symptoms of what the meditation will help. And so I don't know how many minutes I've done. It's not been about calculating that for me, but it's been about understanding the value of it more intimately. So to do that, I had to let go of the control of how I would often, what I know could work of, I'll do this every day. I'm going to make this promise to myself because I'm very good at (laughs) keeping those promises to myself. But what's actually more valuable but more challenging for me is to not set a numerical goal. In keeping with just the, the poetry of this show, I'm realizing that I started this whole episode talking about how slowing down and actually really being on pause, being on that stage of this isolation is what provided me with the self-awareness to leave that job. And it, you know, it was, it was being with myself enough to know what I didn't, what didn't feel good. 
So in some ways, I am doing the thing that you said. <laughs> I am participating, you know, in my own life in a very different way. And I you know I don't want to say anything reductive about how horrible what we are all living through in the global community is. I don't want to I don't want to say anything reductive. Look like most of my family works in medicine and it's terrible right now. So please those of you listening like don't think that I'm I'm sugarcoating any of this at all. But I think that there's something for me in my art life really valuable about the the slowing down and about this time for reflection because in all honesty if I would if I had taken that job and signed that contract and also been living my regular life going between modeling gigs going between auditions and going out to movies and seeing friends and going at the manic pace that I normally do I don't know if I would have been in tune with myself enough to know what I needed to let go of and to know that that job was not right for me and for that I am really grateful We've wrapped this up as neatly as uh, as we possibly could have and wouldn't have gotten here if we'd planned it this way. So, to tie the bow, what is the art life? Something I have always believed and wish more people knew is that the art life is not living in extremes. The art life is finding a balance. What is the art life? The art life is surrendering to the possibility of discovering what is truly you and world building. So you mentioned an essay that you published recently in the end, towards the end of this episode, and you talked about the ways that you are working on your daily practices and your your insight that you have about living your daily life during this time, um, which is what you specialize in, in your work. Zandra, where can people find your art? I remembered the name of this essay that... Oh, great. <laughs> I actually wrote it like a year ago. Um, oh. So it's called Feel First, and it was about my uh, like forcing myself to to continue my yoga practice when... I was injured, essentially. So I will link to that essay. And more recently, I have been writing about the experience of being in quarantine. And a lot of the themes have been about feeling badly for feeling okay when I know that others are not okay. So I'm navigating that through my art I wrote an essay called We Hold the World Together, which you can read on heroinetraining.com. And today I wrote a poem, or today I published a poem called Feelings Balloon. So that is also on heroinetraining.com. And I also published by writing on Instagram at heroinetraining. And in terms of everyday life, I run a program called Everyday Wonderland, which is about which has always been about finding wonder where you already are away from screens, and it still is. So that is open at everydaywonder.land for you to explore. 
Grace, I want to I want to celebrate how cool your Stephen King art gallery submissions pieces are. So I want you to definitely talk about that. But in oh, general, oh gosh, thank you. Where can people find um, your art? Sure. Oh, did you look it up? Yeah, it's so cool. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. That makes me so happy. I I was just one because I didn't photograph I didn't photograph any of my work. I just worked on it and brought it to the gallery and didn't even think about taking pictures. It was so funny. And so thankfully, um Sugarmint Gallery, sugarmint.com uh, is doing an which is a it's a gallery in Pasadena, California. They're doing a Stephen King themed art exhibition right now. And um, I have five pieces in the show, uh, three of which at least, maybe more by now, but three of which are on their website for sale uh, in their shop. They've got all of the pieces in the show available online for purchase. Um, They had a virtual opening this weekend where they walked everyone through the show. And as soon as they can, they will also be opening the show in real life. They'll be opening the gallery and that's wonderful. So one place to find my art is sugarmint.com. That's S-U-G-A-R-M-Y-N-T. To see, yes, the fine art commission, you know, the fine art, uh, that I've been doing that I've talked about, but no one's seen. Um, so that's one place. And the other place to see, you know, everything compiled, including links to Sugarmint, is patreon.com slash Grace Gordon official. I'm so glad to have a little more mental space right now, having left the influencer thing, because I've been more active on Patreon since, and I realized how much I missed it. I just didn't have the mental space to be um, engaging with my community as much as I like to, and with like writing and and uh, the upkeep that I normally have on Patreon is um, is very engaged, and there's a I post a lot, and I had sort of fallen out of it in the past few months. You know, still meeting my reward tiers and everything, but not producing as much as I normally do because I was pulled in other directions. So I'm so so glad to be back in full force on Patreon. Um, again, that's Patreon.com/slash/GraceGordonOfficial. There are tiers from everything from $1 to $1,000, you know, check it out if you're interested because I'm, I'm feeling so good about having more, more time and attention to be there for my community right now. I am so excited to see what you do next and so grateful to be along for the ride. Thank you. I am looking forward to... To, sh- to sharing more and to creating more um, for my people, you know, to, to f- like we said, focus in or fine tune and be back to where I really want to be. Well, to everyone who's listening, thank you for joining us. We will be back soon. And in the meantime, from my side of the world, good morning. And from my side of the world, good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, 
Valley Village, California, 91607. Or email us, theartlife at heroinetraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.